Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy. How you holding up out there? Man, went home for Thanksgiving, had a great time. Shout out to the holidays. Kicked it with family. So, you know, responsibly, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? But had a good time, man. Ate good, more importantly, though. Your first holiday, well, excuse me, your first Thanksgiving back on the meet. Absolutely. Pause. How was it? It was amazing. It was glorious. It was glorious. That's how it was. That's Fucking funny. fantastic. <laughs> Hilarious. Before we get into it, that undoing ending, how did you feel about it? Loved it. You loved that? Yeah, I did. It would have been better. I feel like I understand why people would say that, though. And like, if you're going to go to the whole bridge and you, you got my man going through the car chase, my <laughs> nigga just jumped. Hmm? Spoiler yeah, alert. Easy. Came on last night. You got 24 hours. It's dropped Wednesday. Shit. Long time you got, man. <laughs> no, nah, it was good. I fucked with it. I thought it was satisfying. I thought the episode was dope. Uh, I thought the episode was good enough to outweigh anything at the end that I may have been like, eh. I thought the episode itself, the first 50 minutes was fire, so I, I, I let all that other shit slide. But I get it, it though. A, it was a good series overall. Could have been, That's it could have stuck the landing a little more, but it was good. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, big shit popping this week uh, on the show. Whew. Uh, Mulatto, yo girl. Hints at changing her name. Uh, Pharrell gets called out for verses, and we discuss our hip hop person of the year. Yes, we are already coming to the end of the year. Uh, didn't think we were going to make it, but here we are in December 2020, people. But first, let's talk Grammys. <laughs> they dropped their rap album of the year nominees, but they dropped all their nominees. But the one that's getting the attention is the rap album of the year. Let me read you off the nominees here. Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, Nas, King's Disease, Royce the Five Nine, The Allegory, J Electronica, A Written Testimony, and D Smoke, Black Habits. Now, after seeing those nominees, did the Grammy committee get it right? No, they did not get it right. And uh, I was surprised again this year at the backlash that the Grammys continue to get for not getting it right. I think we would become accustomed to them uh, not getting it right. And no knocks to the people that were nominated. Uh, some of them had a great year. Uh, but I, I just think that when you have people that were snubbed, well, an artist in particular that was snubbed, in my opinion, like, Little baby, I feel like had a phenomenal year, and 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 the support behind him warranted him maybe getting a Grammy nomination. But I, I I just don't think that they ever nail it spot on because they don't have their pulse on the culture. But I always am surprised at the backlash that people give it, uh, because every year it seems like we go through this. Oh, and every year it seems like someone is left out that's important. Every year it seems like the Grammys don't have a pulse on the culture and until the steps are taken to eliminate that. And what I mean by that is making another award show in our space, like the, the, the urban community as popular as the Grammys, getting the big names to sign off and make sure that they're going to be there like a Beyonce and a Jay-Z and all the high ranking acts make sure that they can do some equivalent to this and then start to phase the Grammys off. Uh, but until that happens, I think that people are going to continue to be disappointed by the Grammy nominations when they come out. I, I think the Grammys got the nominations right. We'll see who wins. I don't know if they'll get the winner right, but I think they got they got the nominations as right as they can. There's, there's five pl- acts on here. You could argue four of them belong on here, if, if not, maybe three. And they didn't go with the obvious, because I saw a lot of people talking about Lil Baby's album, My Turn, and I saw, I don't know if that was Coach K or P, and they were saying, man, we got the highest selling album this year, like the Grammys, y'all chumped us, blah, 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 blah. Bro, 
don't give me the we sold the most argument because that's the reason why people look at the Grammys how they do because Eminem would win every year because he sold the most. And we would look and be like, dude, nobody's listening to Marshall Mathers 2. Like nobody's checking for this shit. It was trash, but yet it not gets nominated and wins a Grammy every time he comes out because he tops the charts every time he comes out. We always talk about not wanting the, the, the obvious pick. And on these selections, there's a lot of these that you, people might not have seen coming. I would have never guessed that Royster 5-9 was going to be recognized on here. And that shit is fire. I would have never guessed that Freddie Gibbs would have been recognized on here. That shit is fire. Same for D-Smoke. Fire. And I'm, I'm shocked that they've got three of these five people on here. Like, I'm completely shocked. So I am fucking with the list. I, the, the little baby got nominated for his record, um, the bigger picture, My which you could yeah. argue made a bigger impact than his album. My turn did. So I don't <laughs> understand why people are up in arms and baby's album should have been on here. Like niggas was talking about it. That's not going to make your top 10 albums. It's not going to make my top 10. I don't know why everybody's talking about little baby's album like that. I'm super confused just because it sold the most or streamed the most. Well, I mean, you, you touched to it when you said sold the most usually in that if you're in that space, then you usually you get recognized for selling a lot of records. But not only did he sell a lot of records, he had the equivalent impact. So you can say, well, Eminem would do it every year. That's fine. But then you have the years niggas like Macklemore win because they sold. And they're in the Trash. category because they sold, right? So Lil Baby is like, if I sold and I have impact, then how could you overlook me? That's why someone like P from QC would say, I know what it took years previous for niggas to get here. I seen the standard you guys set, whether I like it or agree with it or not. And we met those benchmarks. And now when I meet those benchmarks, y'all want to change the goalposts? I could 100% see people being especially out of little babies camp and QC camp being uh, pissed off by it. Like you can't tell me from an impactual standpoint or even from a quality standpoint, the D smoke album deserved to be there over a little baby's album allegory. I, I see that. I see the year of hip hop has had with killer Mike being added to the Grammy board. I see that. I see from the year that Freddie Gibbs has had impact wise that that would be there. But when you tell me someone like D Smoke is nominated for a Grammy over a little baby, then you start looking at the politics of what's going on. And that's what pisses people off. D Smoke had the Netflix show. Netflix is a big name. I'm sure they put a lot of money behind that D Smoke album and it being successful. Those are the things that P is alluding to, not just, hey, I sold a lot. Like, that was the headline. That's the blurb. That was the, the, the clickbait, as you say. But there are a lot more things that go into it. And the reason that this is so important, you have an artist like Lil Baby. Okay, we want to have other award shows that can equivalent the Grammys as Black people, as, as just us doing our own thing. But for now, with the Grammys being the standard, if you're a Grammy-nominated artist, that changes your life. That changes your appeal. That changes the whole ball game essentially for you. Like Freddie Gibbs is going to see this this year, and little baby, I feel like was robbed of that moment. Just like what Pete was saying, I met the criteria, so I should have that moment. He's still nominated though. He just nominated for album. He's just not nominated for rap album of the year though. That's why I don't understand what the problem is. As he should be nominated for rap <laughs> the album bigger picture, mate. The bigger picture That's not even owned that album. And it, it made it made bigger waves. He had more of an impact with that song than he did with that this album, in my opinion. Like I don't even know what the single was off this album no more, dude. The bigger <laughs> well, I mean I don't even that, remember. That. I don't know. I don't know the single off the D Smoke thing. So that's that album is fire, that's a though. point. That's cool. And I could feel like the little baby's album fired and we arguing whose album is the best. But you don't and think it's fire though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not even gonna I, be your I like little baby album. What would you say that I don't like it? All year I've been on here talking about the run that little baby has had. I like it better than the D Smoke album. I promise you that. These smoke album banging too, and I've been and saying cool that too. You there should that. be no shock to this <laughs> that this is on here. Like we the, we can't act gra- like there should who be is no shock nigga? that D Smoke is nominated for a Grammy. No, you can't be shocked at that because it's banging. Wow, it's I'm banging. Shock. I I've I've only heard shock. You're the only person that I've heard say I'm not shocked that this album is on. I've heard 
numerous people from different publications say I'm surprised that this album is on here. Not saying that the album is bad. I listened to it. It's cool if you like D Smoke, but I I I'm not nominating that for Grammy or like album of the year from hip hop, especially with the year that Lil Baby has had. I'm not nominating this J Electronica. That's what shouldn't have been nominated. Nah, yeah, you that can that can fall off the face of the earth. That that and that, that was the Jay's. Huh. Go to the politics of it, because Jay Z's on the majority of that. Of course, they want Jay Electronica to be successful and at their award show. Yeah, you can't say that because you can't. There's no politics with Royce the Five Nine, bro. There's no politics with Freddie. It's Gilles. just a good album. I didn't say it was all politics, but some of it involves politics, though. Royce the Five Nine probably has. I've I've been saying that, like you said with D Smoke, since that album dropped. This is the album of the year. Yeah, that's your and bang. just how he placed it together. You could like mention it with To Pimp a Butterfly, like the formatting and how it sounds and the different skits and things like that. But that's a great album. Like that would be there for album of the year, especially in the year that we've had. And if Freddie Gibbs is on there as well, then yeah, I could see that being there. Like the only one that I can't see being on there is Sir. You mean D Smoke? I mean, excuse me, D Smoke, his brother. Sir. Well, then that didn't that mean if if the only one you can't see being on here, so that means if they got four out of five right, then what exactly are people expecting? Like, what are you asking at, for? It's not just rap either, though. Like, people were mad at the okay. R&B stuff because Summer Walker got left off. That was a big deal. Okay, and, okay, um, okay. And um, somebody else had a really good album got left off. So it, it was an R&B. It was more like a black culture thing again. People are going to get snubbed, though, bro. I think, like, it, uh, like, people got to understand that. got left off. Black had some good albums, good bodies of work this year. He got left off. So it was just like some, it was the the political stuff that black people feel like, or camps in urban music feel like they just don't get the recognition that they should when they make the impact that they've made in music. And I agree with that. And, and listen, and if, if this was uh, MGK in this category, then I would understand urban black people being like, come on fam, like, what are y'all doing? That, I would understand that. But don't don't everything is not politics. Some some stuff is just good right. music. No, like I don't even know what label D Smoke is on. Like who? You the only nigga that listen to that D Smoke, dude. And it don't matter about the label. It's bro, the do you know how many people watch that Netflix you know show, that. dude? Do you know how many watch? You know that how many show, people bro? watch Netflix? Period. You don't think Netflix is wanting to push to have an uh, somebody from a show that they made right there on the floor for the Grammys? That's a Netflix push. Like, everybody everybody was watching out. that show already, though. Like, it was already popping, and it's old. Okay, that's point. my point. So then you're adding that into it. Like, it ain't just because he got a good album. It's because of the Netflix and the role with it and not taking anything away from it. I just don't think it deserves to be the over little babies. They need to take out um, – I'm surprised Run the Jewels didn't, didn't make it on here over that J Electronica. Yeah, I'm surprised you know. that they didn't that didn't hit on on people's radar a little more. Other than that, I, I don't know what else you could late, ask for. That was, that was pretty late the year. Maybe it came out too late. That's possible. Well, the Nas album came out late though. Yeah, it did. Hmm. So I don't know. Not sure. Moving on to your girl, Big Lotto, aka Mulatto. Man, she's thinking about changing her name, dropping the Mulatto just from based off some backlash she has gotten. Uh, my question to UAB: Do you think that Mulatto's name change is warranted right now? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a smart play if she does it. She's been getting flack for this name ever since she came out, since the day that she has been popular. That black cloud has been hanging over her head since day one. And it's getting brought up in every interview, every Twitter post that she says, every Instagram post, somebody's in the comments. Just get out from under that now while you still got your future ahead of you because she's talented. And you're going to limit your ceiling with this same controversy circling over your head. I didn't understand why people were upset. I wasn't familiar with the term. So I had to look this shit up. And apparently it's like supposed to be like a negative slang for somebody that's mixed, which that's what she is. Her whole concept was I'm going to take the negative slang and flip it to something positive. And so I'm going to wear it and own it okay, that may have sounded like a good idea with you and your manager at the time, but now you're seeing that in the, in the world, the climate that we in in 2020, it's not working. So just flip this shit up. That, like, that, just, just change it. Just go ahead and run with the big lotto. You say it in every ad lib. Everybody already calls you that. Just, you're preparing yourself for the switch. Just go ahead and do it. I don't know what we're waiting on. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's time to make the switch for the bag. Like, if she going to be on... Uh... 
she's ascending high, like she's Quick. about to be a star. So you don't want the baggage of a, a name like Mulatto taking you everywhere. Like for even if you got to sit here and explain to people why that's your name, because of everything that's associated with it, it was a negative term previously it was derogatory used towards mixed breed kids and it started with animals like a donkey and a mule or whatever a horse and a donkey I think make a mule and that was a mulatto animal and that's where it started from so Damn. there's a, a lot of negative connotation towards it and I could see just starting out not knowing how big you're gonna be thinking this is be a cool little thing but you and i being from a different generation of rappers like your name was probably one of the most important things yeah. like i'm amazed at some of the names that these rappers get away with not from a sense of not being able to well it's not being offensive but just stupid rap names like i'm this is tame in the sense of some of the names that we hear nowadays but i do think that she's going to be successful in changing it to Big Lotto and doing her thing there. I'm happy that she's made that change at this point so she could take off. Although I like Big Lotto as a ad lib, I don't necessarily love it as Big a Big Lotto is the name. That's it. That's the name. Yeah, it's you know, Big it Lotto. is. It's the name, the name. but I, I don't I don't love it. I love I, it. I like, I like what she's doing, though. And this is similar to what Rick Ross did a couple of years ago. When he had a lawsuit against him for the Rick Ross name and he wasn't sure how that shit was going to turn out, you started hearing him say Rose. Rick Ro Ricky Rose on ad-libs and stuff like that. He started getting that in your head so that just in case he needed to make that switch, it would be a seamless transition and, it, and you, he wouldn't miss a beat. So she's been doing that, setting herself up to do that. Do it now while you're at the fan level that you are now before you get to packing out stadiums and shit like that. You don't want to switch then because you might lose some people. So go ahead and do it now. Uh, that was a, that's a smart play, though. Uh, same for when Ross was doing that. That was smart. Rose, now, now, it's, yeah. now it's been part of his whole shtick now. And he originally did that because he wasn't sure that Rick Ross was going to stick. So right. it's you probably know. people that know her by Big Lotto and not Mulatto. Just Big it. Lotto. It's easy. It's definitely people that know her by Big Lotto. I fuck with her though. I like what she got going on. She yeah, she got, got I like her swag. She she do her thing. Um, and do it while Cardi is resting and sleep right now, too. Like, go ahead. <laughs> right now, it's just uh, making a stallion. Like, Nikki is pregnant or she just had a just kid. Had a baby. On, right. I don't know what Cardi doing. Go ahead and clean that shit up now so you go ahead and take his lead real quick, dude. Yeah, she got that. It's definitely, they've created the space for her to be stupid successful in 2021. It's <laughs> a fact. Like, stupid. Uh, moving on, man. While we wait on the next versus uh, matchup, one rapper slash producer has thrown his name in the ring to go against Pharrell. Drum roll, please. Three Six Mafia member, Juicy J said he wants to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the juggernaut that is Pharrell. My question is, would this be a good battle or a complete blowout? <laughs> um, being a ambassador for the South and always rooting for our team, the South, I'm going to go with Pharrell making this, or excuse me, with Juicy making this a good matchup. Mm. Like, It'll be in the, it'll be a win in the way that people try to say the Gucci man got a win when Jeezy was the with the whole thing. Like, yep, Jeezy had the better music and he done his thing, but there was something to be said about how Gucci man held his own. And I think with Juicy J coming in there with the three six catalog, the yeah. old juicy catalog, the new juicy catalog, like people would be surprised at how many hits that he's going to come out of there with and how entertaining that he is. That's true. Like, Juicy J is one of the funniest niggas, period, That's a fact. Uh, in hip-hop. And I remember when they had that show on MTV, he was a star uh, yeah. on that show. Like, Juicy J is very, very adaptable and funny to situations. And I just think that he would outshine for real in that setting from a personality standpoint and from a surprise factor standpoint, of course, Pharrell gonna have like monsters <laughs> to give him the victory as far as music. But when you're talking about just like it being a an overall night where you walk away talking about that nigga Juicy J and him having new fans, it's a W for him. I, I think it'd be a blowout, number one. However, he would win some people over. You, you'd get the sympathy vote. And what I mean by that is the 
oh, okay, now I forgot about that. Or, oh, shit, I didn't know he did that. Like, it may not go up against blurred lines when you were robbing thick and shit like that, but you'll be like, oh, okay, now you'll walk away respecting Juicy J's production credits a little more. I need somebody, and whoever's out there listening, if you know Swiss Beats, please link him up with Juicy J because he has already thrown his name out here for Dr. Dre. <laughs> he threw his name out here for Nas. Nobody listened. It fell on deaf ears. Now he's throwing his name out here for Pharrell. Somebody please link these two. Something got a stick. Please. Something got a stick, man. He is dying to get into this. But you know what? I like the spirit of that because some people are too cool for this shit. Even talking about Gucci. Oh, I need a million. I need a million before somebody. Okay. And then some niggas too cool for it. Others are excited to showcase they shit for the craft. That's cool, and he's an entertaining personality. I think it clashes with Pharrell, though, because Pharrell is a little more reserved, so it may not be the best mix. Finding somebody for Juicy J is mandatory, though, and I, and I think he'll give a lot of people a run for their money, just not Pharrell Williams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that there is one artist, rapper or producer, that goes into this to think that they can be fucked with. I think that everybody thinks that they could win in a versus against anybody. I agree. You you have to have that mentality, though. Yeah, to be a successful, and that's the point that I was trying to make, to be a successful artist, you have to say, well, nigga, I'll take on Dre if you bring him in this motherfucker, and, and I'm going to battle with him. So I, I like that. Like you said, I like that Juicy J is fishing for the opportunity, but I do feel like that he knows what he's going to get on the back end from this. Like, he exactly. knows his personality and how well that he's going to handle this situation. Like, Juicy J is an entertainer. At the end of the day, that nigga is, uh, he's an entertainer up and down. So I think that he knows what he's going to get from this. And I'm rooting for it. I want to see the Juicy J battle. And he he owned a lot of their masters and shit. So he also knows it's going to come on the back end in regards to them streams. What if it was Juicy J versus 3-6? Could he do that? Like, what nah. could him and DJ Paul do that? Nah, because they, they, they co-produced on a lot of shit. shit. Yeah. It would it wouldn't it, it it would be strange. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I remember DJ Paul was trying to do three six and bone, and I don't, and, and Swiss put the b super breaks on that. No, I want to see that. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a good matchup. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. That's a, that's an undercard, but not a not a full twenty piece though. Could three six and Migos go? That's a blowout. Oh, <laughs> that's a, three six is body bagging them. Really? Yeah, for sure. And it, Migos, my guys. They my guys. Are, well, are you counting like Quavo features and shit though? All, all of it. You got. They need everything because they're going against like thirty years of work too. That that's true. That even score up a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I would. I would tune into that. Them niggas ain't got no personality though. Like take off wouldn't even say nothing. Like he'd just be. <laughs> that was funny on that uh, the the riding in the white boy car with coffee and shit. Did you remember that? That was yeah, that was funny on that. Yeah, that was funny. That 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 was funny. But I I don't know if I can do a full hour and a half of them going. Out. Yeah, but find somebody funny. for three six though. Find somebody for Juicy J, please. But I don't think he got the. You know what? What fucks him up? He ain't got that headline like it. Like Pharrell versus Juicy J. Like, it don't hit yeah. the same, dude. And I fuck with yeah, Juicy no. J. I fuck with 3-6. It'd have to be 3-6 versus somebody. That's the only way. That has more cachet than, than, than Juicy J. Could Wiz and Juicy J do it? Yeah, but who wants to, who wants to see that? Who wants to sit through 20 Wiz songs? <laughs> like, come on, let's be honest. Like, yeah, you want to see Wiz in the verses? <laughs> Skipping now. <laughs> You, you, be one. <laughs> you putting that with the Beanie Man and your boy? <laughs> I'm putting the that with the Kirk Franklin and, the, and the, whoever the fuck he went up. Them the only two that you skipped, the Kirk Franklin and the Beanie Hall. The Beanie Hall, nigga. Yeah. Them the only two. Watch All the other ones I seen. Oh, I, skipped, I skipped four. I watched the Aretha Franklin one. I ain't watched Brandy and Monica. That's so disrespectful. I ain't watched uh, neither one of them last two we said. Damn. Yeah, I was out of there. Got Brandy out of there. Monica was fire, though. I don't believe that. I'm not a Brandy or a Monica fan. All right, before we get out of here, going on to our person of the year, brought to you for the what, third year in a row by the On Deck TV podcast, so. second year. Um, speaking of not being a fan of somebody, as I just said, Young Thug was on the Expeditiously podcast having a conversation with T.I. and Benny the Butcher. And in that conversation... 
Young Thug said he probably knows two Andre 3000 songs. My question to you, is that on brand for Young Thug or are you surprised by that? This isn't surprising because I don't picture Young Thug listening to Outkast or Andre 3000. Um, I don't care if he's from Atlanta. I don't care if they're from the same block. It, it's two completely different generations. So I, I don't see Thug listening to that type of music. They don't make the same type of music. People want to put them in the same category because they push the boundaries of clothing in hip hop. But that's really it, though. Like, because of their creativity. That's why people put them in the same yeah, category. But it, that, okay, that's fine, too. The creativity musically, Andre was one of the first artists on that level to rap and sing. He did the double disc with Outkast, and everybody was expecting that to be all bars. And this nigga ended up singing 98% of the album. So I, I get it. They're outside the box thinkers when it comes to rap shit. But I'm not surprised. Now, I will say, and I felt some type of way when I first heard the, the thing. I was like, man, this is why I don't fuck with Young Thug. But then when he elaborated a little more, he said that he had issues when he reached out to Andre 3000 and that he hit him with the whole, like, yeah, talk to my secretary type shit. He had to go through somebody to get to him. And he was like, damn, really? So he felt some type of way about that. And that's really where the where the, the ill will comes into play. He may know a bunch of outcast shit, but on camera, on the mic, he gonna be like, man, I could name two songs. Like he gonna downplay it like that. And I understand that. That's what happens when you try to reach out to your heroes. Let me take mm -hmm. you back. Atlanta Hawks game playing the Pistons right here in the A. I go to at least one game a season and I see my idol, Joe Dumars, I've been a Pistons fan since the fucking 80s. He's standing right there on the front. I go to holler at him for a picture, and he played me to the left and told me, nah, not right now while my team is playing, even though it was a timeout going on. I yes. said, okay. So I had to do a long walk of shame back to my fucking seat, and, it's, and I'm pissed to the floor, nigga. I'm the only nigga in the building with Pistons gear on that's not playing on the team. And he played me to the left, I have an autographed jersey of this fuck nigga now, and I don't fuck with him no more because of that. And that's what happens when you meet people that you look up to. So I'm not mad at Young Thug, even though he clearly didn't listen to this shit growing up. You supposed to throw the popcorn on Joe Dumas. I should have. Easy. I was, I was so I hot about that shit. hit that nigga with the popcorn. And he had just taken pictures with like 10 kids. That's what made me even go over there to begin with. I was like, okay, now's the time. You're a grown ass man, dog. That's why. You're nah, a grown fuck ass that. man, nigga. That's why. And that goes to the point of Young Thug and uh, Andre 3000. It's generational. He seen you come and he like, man, it's grown. I ain't finna take no picture with this nigga, man, in no timeout. Same thing with Young Thug when he reaches out to Andre and he's like, hey, bro, let's do a song or let's do this and do that. And Andre like, cool, holler at my people to schedule it. Not because he trying to disrespect him, but right. Andre, I don't do all of that. And I ain't in the generation of you niggas where I'm just gonna text back and forth with you niggas, meet me at the studio. So holler at my assistant if you wanna get this done. It ain't disrespectful. It's just not what he's used to. He used to people kissing his ass. He did say that in the interview as well. He said the difference between someone like Elton John, who he worked with, and Andre is that Elton John kissed his ass. Elton John's like, oh, when Gucci came out, get out. Oh, I loved your last album. Andre ain't coming to him with that because Andre probably didn't hear his last album. But with that being said, it goes to the impact of Andre 3000. Because whether Young Thug, like you said, can admit it or not, his music is heavily influenced by what Andre 3000 started when their last album came out with Speaker Box. Yeah. Like that whole, like it's heavily influenced. Yeah. Like I don't care if it's not directly like that, but he's a brainchild of what Andre was doing. And I don't even think it's just from a fashion standpoint, from a creativity standpoint, pushing the boundaries, I would say, as Young Thug does, not even with just clothes, but just like ad-libs and just little weird shit that you hear in the music. I think Andre started that. And he got that from Andre, whether he knows it or not. I, I don't 
first of all, we got to redefine kissing somebody's ass because I don't think being like, oh man, I fuck with your album, like let's work together. Yeah, oh yeah, you reaching out for a song? Yeah, yeah, I fuck with him. Let's do it. That's not kissing up, but like stop. That's genuine respect now, for what you're words, doing. Not mine though. I didn't say this. He no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying for him. I'm saying I heard what he said that, and he he was thinking about it. And he could. It, it sounded like he couldn't really find the right phrase. So yeah. for lack of a better phrase, he said that. But he elaborated on what he meant. What he what he should have said was have ad, mutual admiration. They, that's what like he should have Elton said. Elton John, as an artist, looks at Young Thug and he admires what he does. Right. Andre Three Thousand looks at Young Thugs and he probably admires too, but he just ain't gonna display it in the same way because we're in the same field. Regardless if I'm a generation ahead or uh, behind you. Is like what we said with the versus thing. Any rapper going into that is going to go into it like I want. I want to win. This is I'm trying to win this shit. So even with Andre and Young Thug reaching out to him, he still got to hold that line. It's like my nigga, I'm I'm the upper echelon nigga here. Like don't get it twisted. You still got to reach out to my assistant. I know you slime season and Young Thug, my nigga, but I'm Andre. And I think this is a little jostling that Young Thug ain't here for. Young Thug ain't trying to do that. Can, can Young Thug name two Elton John songs? Mm, that's a good question. The one he on and another one, what's the biggest <laughs> Elton John song? Like, Just two Elton John. The, what's the biggest Elton John song? It's Rocket Man, no ain't idea. it? It got to be Rocket Man. Man. That's it. That's got to be it. I don't Rocket know another Man. one. I'm, I'm familiar with that. I don't know another song, though. Rocket Man. That's a commercial or a movie or something? Yeah, that, yeah, it's definitely a movie. Yeah, okay. I can live with that. Movie was just some little cool. I did see the movie, though. Yes, slow. Just all right. Um, all right, man. Before it's that time of the this, year. One last one before we get into this. Did you listen to the um, No Ceilings 3? I did. What'd you think? He picked really good beats, and he sounded halfway decent on them. Like he he was Wayne was signing, Wayne was in this bag low key on the on that no ceilings three. I'm not gonna lie. That's why I asked. I was surprised that it sounded like it did too. He was he was rapping. He was no, nah, he was rapping. rapping on there. He wasn't rapping, rapping, but he was rapping. No, and the song with his uh kid was all right too. Young Carter, <laughs> Which one? He got a the couple young of Carter, them. nigga, the little Carter or whatever. It was like yeah, closer yeah, to yeah. the end. That was pretty banging. No, nah, he, he Wayne rapping, rapping days are over. But he yeah. was rapping on it though. He, yeah, he was. I wasn't mad. I was I was happy to see him back. Um, real quick though, what are we talking about, Wayne? Though, <laughs> did you hear the the rumor he's trying to get pardoned? That's why he went to go see Trump. Pardon for a new charge that he got? Yeah, for that he facing ten. Oh, for that gun charge. He facing ten for the gun charge, and, and a lot of people are like, <laughs> he trying to he tried to go see that and try to get him to get pardoned before he, before he leave office. And if that's the case, I take back everything negative I said about Wayne. Because I expect him to take that picture to get them 10 off his fucking books. Facts. And he got a million out of it, didn't he? Didn't, well, he say, didn't 50 reach out so they were paying niggas? They were trying to pay 50, but maybe Wayne, maybe you don't get paid, but you get them 10 taken off. Mm. That's politics. That, I which is, listen, if I'm Wayne, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing a day. I'm taking three pictures, nigga. What do you want to do? You want to take a boomerang? Take I'll a fucking sign boomerang. A, I'll sign this pardon to get you out for these 10 years if you take this picture with me right before the election. Nigga, I'm pulling up in the, <laughs> in the big dog Air Force One. Nigga, send Air Force One, nigga. 10? Nigga, 10 months. Nigga, no I'm pulling years. up. What? What are we talking Why about? No 10 years. Fuck that's that. funny. That is, that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Person of the year. I think we done done this by about th maybe three, maybe four times, dude. I don't mm -hmm. know. We playing off, of course, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Um, had some wild picks. I went on that today to see what just to get the temperature. Yeah, had some wild picks on that for this year. Who, like who? Like what? Uh, I, I like. I didn't even know some of them. Like no, Joe Biden was one though. Uh, I can see that. Some weird international shit. It was just some. Yeah, I, I was wasn't familiar with a lot of this shit. And I, pretty abreast of current events too so we're, go check it out time person of the year we're gonna make sure you do uh, know these people that we're familiar with all right man so we got a couple of honorable mentions before we get to our actual 
person of the year, our respective person of the year, because I got somebody and you got somebody. Give me, uh, give me an honorable mention who didn't quite make it but was in the running. The 2020 Master P. I've been doing this selling CDs out the trunk, West Side Gun quote. Uh, West Side Gun, not even just him, but Griselda, the grind that he's had ending of last year, coming into this year, being able to hold it down still. It's off of Shady now. He's going into the new year of free agent with stupid music, merch, and a dumb team under his belt. And I just felt like the setup for what he's about to do made his accolades for this year even more potent. I think that he is going to be in this game a long time. I'm rooting for him to get that Def Jam job, hopefully. But Westside Gun was one of the first people, even when I sent fillers out, asking other people who I respected in hip-hop, hey, who you guys think? Westside Gun's name came up a couple of times over. So that would be the first person that I thought about but didn't select. So shout out to Westside. I think next year he might got it in the bag already. So shout out to Westside. I can respect and accept that. Obviously, Griselda has had a huge 2020, and that's all members involved. Speaking to that, one of my honorable mentions was a producer. I had Alchemist, mm. and he is, man, pretty much the granddaddy of that OG Griselda sound, um, with all due respect to um, uh, Static Selector and, and, of course, other producers. But Alchemist... That's pretty much his sauce right there. That's his bag. And he has been, uh, you know, doing a bunch of shit for the last 20 years. But this year in particular, I thought he was cooking. Number one, he kicked the year off with the price of tea in China with Baldy James. Dang. Produced the entire project. Then he did Conway's whole Lulu project. And then he went back and did Freddie Gibbs' entire Alfredo project, which we just spoke about, is nominated for Grammy of the Year and arguably his album of the year. That sound that he is cooking up has helped ushered in that Griselda wave and made it so that they could make that type of music and it not look crazy. The, produ the production on that style of music is huge. Now, he hasn't done all of the Griselda shit. They've got their own in-house producers as well, but they're all branches off of that alchemist tree to do entire projects dolo, to make them be fire like those projects. All those are fire. All three of those are stupid banking. All three of them. And they all have different sounds. I got to give it to Alchemist. He was already cooking. He's worked with Freddie Gibbs before. He did the Freddie Gibbs at Currency Fetty joint. And then he did the uh, Action Bronson shit last year, that Lambs Over Rice. And that shit was banging too. So like, He's been cooking for a long time, 10, 15 years, but this year it all culminated to three projects. That's three for three. You don't get, those are three of the best projects this year, and he might have three in my top 10 when we talk, and that's ridiculous. Mm. We ain't had a producer do that probably ever <laughs> in, on our list. So I got to give it to Alchemist for having that sound and making it what it is, and, and it having a resurgence in 2020 is super dope. Facts. He's doing his thing too. Alchemist, man. Did you ever watch him on uh, Fuck That's Delicious with Action Bronson? I didn't. Man, he, I, I was totally surprised at his like personality and stuff. He keep a low funny profile. Boy. Tough. He's a funny white dude. That's funny. 100%. Who is... You want me to go next or you want to go next? Yeah, fuck it. Hit me with it. My next person, very controversial. I should be but when we talk about person of the year, it doesn't necessarily mean a positive accolade. Mm. In my opinion, what the person of the year does, it moves your profile from one place to another. Coming into this year, you weren't the same person ending this year. Tory Lanez. Mm. Tory Lanez going into quarantine, quarantine radio, getting a million hits. Every time he logged on, he was dropping the chicks tapes. Like Tory Lanez was on top of the world from March to July. Then he shot Meg the Stagon in the foot. Allegedly. And, allegedly. Now from July to November, he's been arch nemesis villain number one in hip hop. Yeah. I don't think that you've seen a transition from that high to this low ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and that's gotta be like commended. It's gotta be a footnote in the history of hip hop because it's quite possible they will never hear from Tory Lanez in the capacity that we were hearing from him during quarantine radio. That nigga couldn't do no wrong. He was pouring milk on bitches in the middle of the day on Instagram. Tory Lanez was doing that and they were letting him. And they changed the Instagram, just aside, they changed the Instagram rules for him so he could be on there longer. That's a fact. And now I would be surprised if they even let him go live. <laughs> like, Nick can't even, like, Tory can't even do an IG live now. And like I said, this is really, it is not necessary a celebratory selection. It's more so the realization of how this game can hit you. Like you can be flying high, you can be at the top, and then the next fucking moment you're done, you're over with. And for Tori, it had a lot more to do with being outside of the booth, but even from a musical standpoint, it's always what you're doing next. When you want to establish yourself in hip hop, it can't be what you just did or what you're trying to live off of. And I'd be very anxious to see what Tory Lanez does next. Like, that's going to be a very interesting situation, in my opinion, on how people respond and react to him once this kind of blows over and Meg continues to rise, if he's going to be continue to be shunned for the despicable shit that he did. Uh, but I definitely think the Tory Lanez has to be mentioned as one of the top people of this year as far as just, like, everything that's around his profile. That was one of the biggest stories in hip-hop, not even just this year. Just we've never seen two people of that stature get into this type of altercation one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you know what I'm saying? We've had years past where it was beef with one coast and another coast, allegedly, but mm -hmm. it wasn't the actual artists themselves. That shit is and crazy. And and a woman. Like that, that too. too. In, in 2020. So, like... I, I get it. This is very uh, Kim Jong-un, person of the year on Time magazine a couple of years ago, very reminiscent of that. Um, I, I think he's kind of back trying to tip, dip his toe back in the quarantine radio. Mm -hmm. Slick. It's over. It's he, over. But, but I will say this, though. I, you you said over. this fall off is probably the biggest fall off. It's the fastest for sure, because Takashi fall off was big, too, though. Mm. That was steep. And it was quick, but it wasn't this fast, though. So yeah. he right up there. That's 1A, 1B when it comes to fall-offs. And, of course, Ja Rule is number three, without question. Takashi and Tori will be a good uh, pre-fight to the next Tyson day. Ooh. I'll pay to see that. <laughs> I'll pay to see Tori Lanez and Takashi 6-9 fight. That'll be funny. That, that'll be kid good right there. The other kid gloves. <laughs> that'll be funny right there. Set that up. That's a fact. Um, all that. right. You know, the league is called the Legends. The L O is the league's initials is LOL, which is hilarious. League of Legends. League of Legends. That's it. Mike Tyson should have did better than that. He's usually better at branding than that. That's appropriate, though, because this shit was hilarious. There's <laughs> a LOL league, man. We're going to get to Snoop later. This is true. Um, my honorable mention, my other honorable mention, it's another producer, actually. I thought pro producers ran the year. In a situation where COVID shut down a lot of people's traveling, it shut down a lot of people's shows, producers don't necessarily do shows. Business was usual for them. They already in the crib quarantine in the studio. So they, they didn't, their show didn't stop. And people stepped their game up. And because of that, we got hit boy who not only participated in his own verses, which was fire with Boy Wonder, but then he turned up the heat a little more and went in his Alchemist bag and produced entire projects for Big Sean, Nas, and Benny the Butcher. You could argue at least two of those are going to be in everybody's top ten. So he has motivated, I hope, other producers to do similar shit but Hit Boy has had a huge year. I don't know where he's been at in terms of like this level or quality of music. Like I know he had put out his own shit with his own camp and it didn't really stick the last couple of years. I don't really need to hear Hit Boy rap personally. I prefer him in the booth behind the board, coaching, calling plays. I think he's much better in that uh, position, but 
I don't know what got into him, what got into his 2020, but he's made the most of it. And he, I know his his uh, salary done went up something crazy. The motherfucking his bag done went up because he's shown his skill, and I can't wait to see what he does next. I know the rumor is he's working with Dreezy. Let me get that. I need that right now. Fifteen Thanks. tracks of that heat, and I don't know who else he's gonna do. What his what his encore is gonna be in twenty twenty one? But I'm looking forward to it, man. So Hit Boy had a huge year. Arguably, could have been my person of the year. Jim Jones said he was working on something with him. Jim Jones? Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. He said they, mm. they got something in the bag. He was on a Joe Budden podcast talking about that. Count me in for that. Even though I like yeah, what he I'm did with Heat Makers, though. Them last two Jones. The new one, the one that just came out. You know one just came out? Jo- Jim Jones? This weekend. Yeah, over the weekend. It was a deluxe. Oh, yeah, I did see that. The cop was some new cop songs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. I ain't listened to it, but that, yeah. The, I, 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 I'm here for that Jim Jones and Hit Boy. I do that. I fuck with that shit. Yeah, I, I would definitely uh pay well not pay, but I stream it. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, uh, all right, you got another honorable mention? When we're uh, going to the people of the year. I thought little baby. We gotta put some respect yeah. on his name and what he did this year. He doesn't deserve a Grammy for album of the year, but definitely he did do big things <laughs> and he arguably had the best politically charged record, which was bigger picture, which nobody expected to come from him. Uh he did the numbers. He expanded his footprint on the game, especially in the South. Uh, he, you know, he did his thing, man. Dipped into politics a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I fuck with what Baby did this year. So he, you could argue he he could definitely be an honorable mention as well. Absolutely. I feel like that he's going to win this a couple of years mm. in the future, like multiple times over. He got a bright future ahead of him. That's Speaking okay. of expanding that input and – uh on to our selections of people of the year, respectively. The guy that I chose, man, before we started this year, and when we first got into COVID, I said that the people who would be most successful would be the mid-level guys, because you're not going to get a lot of high-level acts doing a lot this year because they can't tour. You're not going to be able to capitalize off those big albums. Even though you did have Future and J. Cole dropped some stuff. You're still not a big Drake album, but he dropped some stuff. But you didn't really just have the the frequency from the big name act. So I feel like that it was perfect for somebody who was on that mid-tier, really good rapper to, to take the next step up. And the guy that I picked, I feel like that he done that perfectly this year. He followed the blueprint that was laid out there to take the step from being a mid-level rapper who hip-hop heads know about to at the end of the year, he's being mentioned in circles and conversations with people that I personally wouldn't have thought. I I was a a hater of this guy. And the guy that I'm speaking of is Frederick Jamel Tipton, a.k.a. Freddie Gibbs. I see you, boy. Uh, a year ago, listening to this podcast, you would have never expected me to pick him. At the end of this year, with a Grammy nomination, a top 15 Billboard 200 album with Alfredo, the highest of his career, with Alchemist, the personality, going back and forth. Freddie with Alchemist, well, excuse me, with Academics, going back and forth with Jeezy, even though I personally don't necessarily like that. But Freddie Gibbs was the consummate rapper this year. And he was himself. He was what he does on every feature as far as musically. It was always up to par. Every time he stepped out the door, he started later on in the year, like he was a go-to name. You start seeing Freddie Gibbs everywhere. And then what finalized this for me was the Grammy nomination. Like you said, it's surprising last year coming into this year, you would you couldn't have convinced me that Freddie Gibb would have put an album out that would be nominated for a Grammy, not for a lack of uh, skill. Like he's, I've always said that he could rap, but I never would have thought that he would have reached that crowd. He's been in LA doing stuff for years. He's been on different TV shows. He's tried with Jeezy to be like the, like the, 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 be the, the Robin or someone's Batman, none of that worked. What worked for him this year was being Freddie Gibbs. I'm a rapid ass nigga from Gary, Indiana. I'm slick, funny. Everybody ain't gonna like me, but fuck them and fuck you too if you don't like it. And I like that. Like, I'm I, he's so comfortable in his own skin that people started gravitating towards him all year. And once people got there, they weren't disappointed. Instagram I'm talking about banning him. There's a petition out there to ban him off Instagram. I saw uh, it. And it's, it's just it's like, it's, it's just 
he's living up to himself finally. Like he's being Freddie Gibbs. Like I would complain in previous years trying to be too much of gangster Gibbs. Like too much of the like, nigga, don't nobody care about the dope you sold back in Gary, bro. That was 10 years ago. Like niggas don't even really sell dope like that no more. <laughs> but with that being said, I think that he was living too much into that. And now that this year, you could tell that he was comfortable. Like I ain't got to impress you niggas. Like I ain't got to impress you niggas with numbers of dope that I sold or people that I've killed or what I've done. What I'm going to impress you niggas with is my attitude, how I show up every day, show out on each track and how people respond to me. Like I love how academic had to respond to him and like Freddie Gibbs is just so nonchalant with it, like exposing niggas like that. Like I love that. And Freddie Gibbs was everything that he was supposed to be in a year that hip hop could have took a punch and, and took a backseat as far as not being able to do things because of COVID, but he stepped up and he showed out. Freddie I, Gibbs, I agree. He, he made the most out of 2020. He, like, like, I've been a fan for a minute, but he's finding his sound now, though. Um, yes. Even with last year with the, with the, um, Man, it wasn't pinata, not pinata, but bandana. Mm -hmm. He won a lot of people over with the bandana. Like, oh, okay, okay. Like, that made a lot of people's top five, top ten list. But it took this COVID. It took this Alfredo. It took the merch. It took him going back and forth with academics. Being, he dropped the academics merch, nigga, the same day he was beefing with him. Like, that's how you play it. That's, that's a yeah, chess move, that's what you dude. do, exactly. That's a 50-cent move. That's a chess move. That is how you engage people that are looking at you. You drop shit like that. Like, you're, he's making all the right moves in the right time when all eyes are on our cell phones anyway because a lot of people weren't going anywhere for uh, several months out of the year he was able to capture your attention and your ears with good music so it's all perfect timing with that man he expanded his brand this year you know what i'm saying nice. and he got new fans like not a lot of people can nice. say they got new fans in the pandemic he did though uh, in my opinion so it, I, I ain't mad at that at all that is a fact funny thing about that though like i said i reached out to a couple of people just to test the temperature of who people had named. And I got some hit boys, like you said, and some little babies. Nobody mentioned Freddie Gibbs. And I thought that he was That's more of a fan favorite. You didn't even say him though. Wait, did you have more honorable mention if I hadn't? Yeah, yeah, he would have oh, definitely been my honorable mention. I was just surprised by that. Like, I, I know I reached out to at least 10 people and I didn't get a Freddie Gibbs. They gotta wake up. <laughs> Two people gotta wake up, get with the program. You fuck around had album of the year for Christ's sake. He definitely uh, may have album of the year. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at that. My person of the year, and I'm just now realizing this, this is the third producer that I've named. I didn't even peep this Man, until just literally just All now. producers, right? Producers had a huge year. Like I said earlier, they didn't have to tour. This was their comfort zone. People who already worked from home didn't have to adjust <laughs> to this COVID process. They, they didn't have to. They had been doing this type shit. So they knew how to level up in this environment, and that's including Swiss. With all due respect mm -hmm. to Timberland, so when I say Swiss, I mean, I'm throwing Timberland in there too, but Swiss, what he has done, he and Tim have done with the verses, from taking it to little beat battles on Instagram that would cut off every 60 minutes, with spotty internet service, <laughs> uh, uh, so so sound. You may can hear one person. You might can hear the other. To go from that to the fucking 4K uh, presentation that's on my Apple Music. I mean, on my TV right now, with sponsors and comments and uh, and millions of people. What millions, bro? When we first started watching this shit, bro, we would be tripping. Fifty thousand people were in there. We were like, damn, that shit crazy. Like, damn, fifty thousand. Look at the motherfuckers in here. That's wild. Nigga, that's light work, dude. Like, the work that they have put in, the promotion that they've done. Swiss has been on fucking Good Morning America, Rolling Stone. This last versus, this Jeezy and Gucci hit CNN, Sports Center. Like, dude, they have transcended culture. And that's crazy. They did it on their own terms with their own concept, their own ideas. We've literally seen this unfold right in front of us and grow. 
that's super dope to me. Like I said this last week, he kept the lights on during COVID. Without versus, I don't know what niggas have been doing. Like, I don't, I don't know what niggas have been on, bro. Like, we ain't got, we wouldn't have had shit to look forward to if it wasn't for that. I'm constantly thinking, asking myself, where did they go from here? Every time I've, I've thought that three times doing these topped it every time. I'm like, man, they in they bag right now. They, they're in the storytelling business. They're not even the music business when it comes to that shit no more. So I'm super, super impressed with Swizz. I, I, who would have saw this, dude? Like, niggas could have been sad about COVID and all that. He doubled down, came up with a concept, executed it, and grew it. And who knows where that shit gonna go from here? Maybe, the, maybe there's a tour when we you know. I was just gonna say the tour has to be the next step. It gotta be, right. bro. Like when when tour when shit can get back popping, they have to do some type of tour because it'll be too. It'll be fire, nigga. Like you, man, bro. Maybe like you're getting younger. two fan bases. The versus one, nigga, at one place. Yeah. That should be dope. So I think Either that switch, might be picks. Would you keep the same artist in each city, or would you switch the artists up? No, you keep the same. No, nah, you. Man, you could have the same artist go to about, and then they ain't gotta be, they ain't gotta go on 40 cities. They could hit the same like big five joints Miami, Atlanta, LA, New York, and somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Chicago. Like you could just, or Vegas. Like you can just hit them, just do it just like that. Make it, make it one night only type events, kind of like how Rough Riders did or Bad Boy did or So So Def. Kind of make it like that, man. Make it something that's like cherishable. Don't milk it. Just do it in a handful of places. Like, and I, I think that should be super dope. Have an undercard too. You can have open the X. That's when yeah, you can you do got, the ten versus ten with somebody on a smaller scale to open it up. That'd be kind of dope. You got to do them for the cities though. You can't just do that in those six cities though, bro. You got to roll that out. A million nah. people. A million people in the room for Apple, like you can't do six cities for that. Like you got to roll it out. No, less is more. You just charge more. You just charge more. You do six cities, you just charge more for the tickets than you normally would. That's all. Because mm. that means you got to have two two artists clear out their whole shit at the same time. That's gonna be a little too. These niggas just just doing verses ain't touring no way. Like on the regular artist. Nelly got a Nelly and Luda, Luda doing Fast and the Furious. Nelly, first of all, Nelly and Ludacris are not gonna be the guys on the versus tour. Uh, <laughs> It'll be somebody that's that caliber. Mm, if I had to book a tour, they got I, would, I would, I would try to get Wayne. I would try to get Wayne and, that's gonna, and man, what, do you know how much that's gonna cost? Yeah, just Wayne yeah. like that like, that's another reason I was talking about the the Wayne with the president shit a million dollars can't change Wayne life like that he can get a million in Dubai right now for some prince dude to perform to like yeah, he, he like so the the cost of somebody like Wayne ugh, like it have to be a stupid bag hmm. stupid bag then you'd have to do 30 cities to pay for him Cl Clifford Harris is available Definitely know that. <laughs> yeah, Clifford Harris is one hundred percent available. Now you might be on. You might be on to something with that. The Ti versus Lil, Wayne, versus Lil Wayne tour might be that. Yeah, might be the play. That a hit. That that's a fact. But shout out to Swiss though, man. Like the big year. Shout out to Timberland too. He just don't be talking much. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run with the face of it, which is Swizz. And uh, again, we that has dominated our podcast, the culture period. I, it, it, I'm, I'm impressed. It's cool to see up front, up close and personal, man. That's that's going to bookmark the year. When, when you talk, when, when the whole year-end songs come out in the next week or two, you the biggest news I can't bro, wait in the to culture. hear them songs this year. They, huh? I can't wait to hear that uh, Uncle Myrtle song this year. Man, listen. That shit going to be 30 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga shit. That shit going to be forever. That nigga going to be saying, she might, damn, it happened this year? That shit gonna be wild. Man. So yeah, big big ups to them. But y'all let us know who y'all had as y'all person of the year. Uh, leave us a comment at On Deck TV Podcast on Instagram. Go to Facebook, search the rap chat in the groups. Leave us a comment. Who is your person of the year? I had Swiss Beats. You had Freddie Gibbs. I can't argue with either one of those. They are both deserving as well as a couple of our uh, runner-ups too. All of them could have been it to be honest, except Tory Lanez. That's kind of weird. Um, 
You guys let us know who you selected for person of the year under the Instagram, Facebook, Twitters, wherever you find us at on social media. Let us know if it's the rap chat, put it in there. Always support the rim. Absolutely, man. We got some wins and some losses to get to. Uh, let's give a W to the aforementioned Nelly. All right. He just raised Cornell, 50, man. Yo boy. He just raised yeah. fifty thousand uh from Dancing with the Stars, uh donating shoes to help fight human trafficking. Shout, Shout to Nelly. out Nelly, man. Stand up guy. Still out here holding it down. That human I trafficking that he is was real a, too. Yeah, it is. It should be real. Man, that's a fact. <laughs> Nigga, I forgot that he was on Dancing with the Stars. I don't think. Yeah, I ain't been watching. Uh, if it wasn't for him getting the customized shoes, I wouldn't even know that he was on. Mm. <laughs> um, paying 50000 for some Nelly shoes is nuts. That's wild. <laughs> We've got an L handing out to your man, Lil Wayne, for missing his flight, therefore not being able to perform at the Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight. However, in the same vein, we got to give a W to Snoop Dogg for bodying the commentary during the fights. Snoop Dogg needs to- I would pay a, like, Snoop need to start a Patreon and just commentate football games and basketball games and fights. I'm signing up for it. Snoop is the funniest nigga in that sense. Like, I even signed up for him doing the animal shit. Like, he be doing the commentary over the animal stuff. That nigga funny, dude. Like, that that shit is, that's gold. That was a great job by Snoop in that, man. Did you watch the fight? I did. When when Nate That's Robinson right. got knocked out and Snoop said, "Oh Lord, Nick, man, dude, I was crying." That nigga said he gonna bounce that off, man. He from the hood. No, no, man, he hey, face down on the mat. He was Snoop was so funny, dog. Like I'm surprised we don't see that more. Like I'm surprised there's no premium like ESPN where it's like adult or like if HBO shows some games and they had like on like like cursing and stuff in the commentary i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet but you'd have to like pay a fee or something like i I would watch some shit like year for that they need to start a streaming service like that that exactly that That should be dope that would be fire um one more l we're handed out to kwando rondo his first show since the king von incident was shut down due to death threats allegedly ladirk bought up all the tickets Oh, <laughs> that was another show, I think. Oh, he damn, really? It? He's done, yeah, he's done it. So he's done it more than once. Yeah, because the first show after that, Quando Rondo was still going to do it. And he bought up all of those and it got canceled. Now another show, this one, it was in his hometown. And they said the mayor and the police yep. canceled it. But now they're saying that that's cap. They said they didn't cancel it. He just was scared. He so got a whole lot of lightly, shit. Man. A whole lot of shit still going on with this. And goes back to my point about that single. You don't put that single out. You're doing shows. You're moving quietly under the radar until this shit blows over. You put that single out, niggas is looking for you. Everywhere you go, we hear. Every show, my nigga. They they were looking they were looking for him before that, though. I'm going to be real. Well, yeah, they were. but (laughs) He compared himself to... They compared himself to what? He compared himself to 50. In what context? Ah, man. <laughs> Many men? I don't I don't know, man. Like, that, he playing around with that shit, and I, I listen, I don't want nothing negative to happen to nobody else off you of this incident, playing. but he, he got to chill, bro. Better quit playing out here, bro. Um, On Decker of the Week goes out to all of the black businesses out there for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. I saw so much shit, and I love that shit. Super dope. I copped me some beard shit from a black business, and I am so mad. I cannot think of the name right now, but shout out to my guy, Sean Wash, for throwing the oop. But salute to all of the small business owners out there creating shit during this COVID crisis. We talk about it all the time execute the plan man whatever business you had on deck man run with that shit do it anyway salute to everybody that's out there doing it man i hope y'all were able to support yeah man shout out to black businesses shout out to creatives man it's cyber mondays and black fridays and everybody that was able to get the bag not just spend the bag during these days so we appreciate y'all send us some links man let us know we'll shop with you absolutely man give you got to put on for me Absolutely, man. We back in the podcast vein. You know, I'm a connoisseur 
Uh, so I just do the browse thing every now and again. And I came across this podcast called California City. That okay. shit is fire. It's about this city that was being built about, uh, well, right outside of L.A. Uh, it's like a suburb right outside of L.A. that they were trying to build up and they were selling it um, as that timeshare shit. And over since 1970, they've been building this shit and still getting money from people to this day on the scheme. And it is fucking fascinating. Uh, so this is a real thing? Yes, nigga. Dateline did a story on it. Eight people have gotten murdered there behind. Like, this shit is fire mm. and the girl that's doing it sound like the chick from cereal so that's it's oh, like okay. told in the same veins it's like the cereal story with uh adnan that's yeah, yeah, yeah. good as fuck it's called california city she's mm. right that's dope that's dope i gotta check that out I, I i too have a podcast you know sometimes some of the best podcasts and this is what make podcasts dope in my opinion is when you have this person may be a C-list artist. They may be a D-list artist, but they're in camps with A-listers and they have front row seats to a gang of shit. When they get on podcasts and tell their stories, it's usually fired. This was no exception. The Bootleg Kev show had an episode with Jay Mills from Young Money. And this was way better than I thought it would be, dude. Really? He talked about when Wayne got the seizure. He was on the he was on the flight when Wayne got the seizure. He was in the studio when Kanye played ham for Wayne and Jay-Z had that baby diss or what was perceived to be a baby diss. He said Wayne walked out the studio. He was pissed and then recorded the Jay-Z diss line when he said, um, do you got that kidnap your lady money or something like that? I, f I forgot it was him and Jada, I think, on the song. And he talked about, like, yeah. Wayne was like, hey, man, did I go too far with that shit? <laughs> like, Wayne was like, they were like, nah, fuck that shit, man. We know it's Jay-Z, but fuck it. Like, he had a, he yeah. talked about when Wayne uh, dropped Nicki and Drake from Young Money. Like, man, like, it was, I was shocked at how good it was. He talked about being jealous of Drake, but of his success, and then realizing, like, nigga, like yeah, that ain't you, even your league. You can't be yeah, because Drake when Drake would go on tour dolo when he before he was Drake Drake though. Like he would go on tour and instead of getting young money niggas to open up, he would get niggas that was hot, like maybe Waka Flocka. That 2010, 2011 people that were hot yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Mills was talking about how he felt a certain type of way about it until it, until he had to come to the realization like Drake didn't owe him nothing. It, it was some real, shit was a really good ass conversation, dude. I was completely shocked. And he who was the host? What's the name of it? The Bootleg Kev show. He has a podcast, Dolo, and Jay Mills, he gets people on that tier. Like he had J.R. Ryder on the show, but J.R. Ryder mm. had them fire diplomat stories though. So it's like, Okay, like he getting that to your artist, but they got something to say. So, yeah, make sure y'all check that out. I was shocked at how entertaining and how informative this Jay Mills interview was. I'm definitely gonna check that out. We said bootleg Kev. Uh huh. Like, who wants to hear from Jay? Man, like, if I would have said this before, hey, you'd been like, nigga, what? Jay, I'm not listening. Skip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have listened to the shit. I'd have been like, nigga, fuck out of here. You were speaking of uh, radio personalities. Before we get out of here, I do want our thoughts and prayers to go out to Dr. Dre, who lost his leg. The other Dr. Dre, uh, we were coming up, will be Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, the big guy. He lost his leg in an accident. Uh, so thoughts and prayers goes out to him, man. Absolutely, man. Much it made respect. me think of that when you said radio personality. I was Absolutely, man. Much day. respect, man. Speedy recovery from that for sure. Hey, man, y'all be healthy out here. Y'all be safe out here. Go to patreon.com slash realville. Subscribe to bonus content. We already got December planned out for the show, man. It's going to be a big month to close out the year. Give y'all some, give y'all guys some fire content, man, to leave 2020 with for sure.